Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 19th, 1921, Part 4, pages 294 through 296. February 19th, 1921, Part 4. I answered him, Your Excellency, you are looking at these lands as they were 40 years ago, and you see everything through the eyes of a person who was here 40 years ago. Neither the Lithuanians nor the Belarusians are what they were. They are coming to life as nations and are demanding their rights and fighting for them, and they will achieve their goals. There is nothing we can do. We cannot change the course of history. As for this matter of languages, I have not made any changes in the churches. While there is war and unrest, I have left everything as it was under my predecessors. I had issued a directive that no changes should be made without my permission. His Excellency, Bishop Rop, introduced the Belarusian language into the Dizna deanery, and Bishop Lozinski did so in the Diocese of Minsk, and both of them are Poles. Meanwhile, I have only asked the priests to teach the children their catechism in a language they understand, that is, in Belarusian. I have not heard that preaching in Belarusian has resulted in any harm to Catholicism. On the contrary, in those areas, many Belarusians who attended the Orthodox churches are converting to Catholicism. However, while such a confused political situation continues, it is not the time to make any final decision on these questions. As for the Belarusian schools, I said, I give them neither permission nor funding. The secular authorities are responsible for uh, that. I have heard that Father Petrovsky is establishing a Belarusian teacher's college after consulting with former government officials, with Mr. Vitald Abramovich and Mr. Ivanovsky, a Belarusian. Apparently, the school was not in conflict with the political interests of that government, but I did not understand but I do not understand why I am being involved in all of this. The general said that the people are complaining about Father Petrovsky's activities and that they themselves do not want the Belarusian language. If Father Petrovsky had violated canon law, I said, kindly put it out to me or let the people bring it up. Then I will punish him. Until now, I have not heard any complaints about him from Baruni. On the contrary, I have heard that the people there love and respect him a great deal. If I were to transfer him somewhere else, not only the parish but the entire district would rise to his defense. And if the people do not like the Belarusian school, they will not allow their children to attend, and that will be the end of it. Then the general took pains to point out to me that the Poles cannot relinquish what they have built up over the centuries— Boruni is a seat of Polish culture. I will not interfere with that, I replied. That is not my problem. But tell me this. What do the common people of Boruni speak? Is it not Belarusian? Then what is wrong with having a Belarusian priest there? It seems very appropriate to me. 
After all, he is working among his own people. Father Gorski had been dean of Ashmena. The priests had complained because of his difficult character and about the way he behaved toward them. They were convinced that he was working with the Polish government officials and the police. He had informed against his fellow priests. I received one, then another request from the priests that he be removed from his position as dean. I tried to calm them down and reconcile them with Gorski, but nothing came of it. When Gorski fled to Warsaw upon the arrival of the Bolsheviks, I appointed Father Mikolas Abaravicius, formerly of the little church of the Bonifraters in Vilnius, as pastor and dean in Gorski's stead. To me, he seemed suitable for that position. During the Russian regime, he had been pastor and dean of Asmina until he was expelled by the Russian government for organizing a religious procession. After that, he taught religion in the high schools in Vilnius since he was a graduate of the Theological Academy. Although he considered himself a Lithuanian, he did not use Lithuanian when he spoke to me, nor did such things interest him. The priests of the Asmina deanery received his appointment quite favorably. As I mentioned in the last commentary, Blessed George reminded the archbishop, who had been the bishop of Vilnius years before and had then been in exile, that he was looking at the diocese as it had been 40 years before and that a lot had changed in the meantime. He spoke about the awakening national identity of the Lithuanians and the Belarusians. Blessed George said, we can't change the course of history. Everything that Blessed George says to the Archbishop is entirely reasonable. People need to be taught the catechism in a language that they understand. Blessed George doesn't want to appoint priests according to a popularity contest. If they haven't violated canon law, they don't need to be punished. The general said that people don't want a particular pastor, while George said that the parishioners love and respect him. There are two sides to every story. The borders of those regions changed through the centuries. That's why there were Poles at one time and then Belarusian farmers, etc. Also, um, the Polish language for many centuries was very connected with Catholicism, whereas the Orthodox faith, faith was very connected with the Russian language. Um, and so the Poles felt that if we lose that Polish language, we'll be losing our Polish culture. But Blessed George is trying to explain that, no, people are celebrating Mass in Lithuanian and in Belarusian, and they're not losing their Catholic faith. Blessed George then wrote of a Polish priest who had not been well-received by the priests in his deanery. He had informed on them, etc. He was dean of an area of around, which was around 30 miles or 50 kilometers from Vilnius, Asmena. He fled to Warsaw when the Bolsheviks came. Then Blessed George appointed a Lithuanian priest in his place, who had previously worked in that area. We'll find out tomorrow what happens when the Polish priest returns from Warsaw after the Bolsheviks had fled. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.